It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked Locked On. Locked Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. Uh, we are obviously done with the Cowboys uh, season, but there's still some football still going on. And mm-hmm. and as I keep mentioning, it, you know, once the off season starts, it, it, it accelerates very quickly uh, in the first part. Like things start really start happening. I mean, Senior Bowl uh, and, and and at L, you know, but it it mm-hmm. and then it takes a little break. It's a little bit weird this year because of of uh, no combine. That really the big crown jewel of the of the rookie offseason is 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 the senior bowl so everybody's kind of desperately studying up on that right now yeah we've got the senior bowl coming next week weigh-ins on mondays practice on tuesday wednesday thursday uh we will make sure we have you covered every step of the way so make sure you guys are listening to the podcast uh but today landon we're going to talk about some official coaching hires uh and let's start with kellen moore because uh, earlier on, you know, a few weeks ago, there were some rumblings that Kellen Moore might leave from to Boise State. Sounds like he did accept that job, but some things fell through. The Cowboys ultimately brought him back to be the offensive coordinator. And then a few days later, the Eagles requested to interview him for their head coaching job. Uh, they ultimately decided to go in a different direction. How big of a deal is it for the Cowboys to retain Kellen Moore? Well, it's huge. I mean, I don't know that this, you know, and I think you and I had discussed this on an earlier podcast this week that we didn't think it was uh, a realistic thing that he would get this job. I and mean, he's just, even for this crop of young offensive minds, he's mm-hmm. exceptionally young. Um, I mean, only 33 or 31 years old. Right? At, only three at, years coaching. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just like, even the jump to Boise State as a head coach. Uh, I, I felt was unrealistic, certainly not just because of the head coaching aspect, which he has yet to do, but but you know, it, it, imagine recruiting and and, and just exactly. being a leader of all those young men. Like it, it's just a huge jump, and and Philadelphia was not you know not the same kind of job, but a similar sort of jump. So I think if anything, you know, they want they probably respect Kellen Moore's mind. They wanted to get a take on what was going on there, what he what he would do if he had that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe pick his pick your mind. Uh, of the of an enemy and, and just kind sure. of do your due diligence. They obviously did the same thing with Bones Fossil as well, uh, special teams coach the Cowboys. So you know, I, I think there's something there there, but that maybe just maybe the, making the Cowboys sweat a little bit over interviewing uh, two of their top lieutenants. But I think for the Cowboys, you know, uh, Kellen Moore coming back next year and 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 you know getting that long term deal s- signed. I mean, 
whatever that means. Obviously, he can still be poached away as a head coach at some point. But just just the idea that you're going to have a little bit of stability at the play caller and mm-hmm. quarterback position, uh, I think, is is huge if you want to try to just reload and try this all again in 2021 uh, and just move. Yeah, forward. and we. We know how good Dak is with Kel Moore. We know how close they are. So it's just another sign that Dak is going to be back this year. He's probably going to be on a long-term contract. And again, if your passing offense is really good, you've got a great chance to win every single week. Um, I, I think Kel Moore was absolutely fantastic uh, during this last season. And we yeah. talked about it all year long. Yeah. The, the ability to, to scheme some of these guys open and get points out of this passing game despite – Pretty bad offensive line play, shaky quarterback play, and then some injuries at tight end and running back. I, I just think he's really good. Um, quickly, before we move on, what were your thoughts on the Eagles hiring uh, Nick Sirianni, the Colts offensive coordinator? Well, you know, I guess it, it makes some sense. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know uh, you know what, exactly what kind of coach he's going to be as a head coach. I mean, I, I'm not super familiar with him uh, like that, but I, I think it certainly makes sense that that you know that that they would go with somebody who uh, is the offensive coordinator of Carson Wentz's offensive coordinator when he was having yeah. his best success. Sure. You know, I think mm-hmm. that there's something there. You know, I think that there's uh, I, so I think that you know he, they want to kind of they couldn't get Frank Reich, who I think that they ultimately. I wonder if there isn't some remorse in Philadelphia that instead Absolutely. of instead of instead of just elevating Frank Reich to head coach and letting Doug Peterson go, that maybe they should have gone that route. So, and obviously Frank Reich's not available right now. Uh, he's not exactly poachable at this point when you're a head coach under contract. So, I mean, they do the next best thing, right? They they hire uh, a guy from his coaching tree, and, and not not that he isn't deserving or anything, but I, I think it makes sense schematic wise, and it makes sense for an owner who clearly is committed to trying to make. Carson Wentz work that he would go back to uh, you know the tr- go back to the well of where that mm-hmm. that that success was had and, and and if you can't get Frank Reich then go get his offensive coordinator. I will say that Lockdown Cowboys listeners got a little about a day early advance notice that the Eagles were going to hire Nick Sirianni. So uh, I I'm a little biased here just because uh, I happen to to know him a little bit, but I do think he's going to be I think he's going to be uh, pretty good there. Uh, I it was one of those situations though, Landon, where the Eagles were literally going to say yes to anybody that said, "Hey, I can fix Carson Wentz." Like that's just exactly what's going to happen. And Sirianni is somebody who has been with a lot of quarterbacks, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Andrew Luck, Philip Rivers, and gotten some of the best football out of them. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. And he probably just uh, he probably just leaned over to Frank and said, "Hey, what do I do here?" And just said, "You know that that might be enough to get him the job." Frankly, it is surprising that Philadelphia hired an offensive coordinator that didn't even call plays at his last stop. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're going to go that route, I, it almost feels like Eric Bieniemy is the better option because you know Bieniemy is somebody who has called plays and has designed an offense longer, but. Uh, I, I digress. It's just it's Philadelphia. Well, what can we say? We can't help them out any more than we are. Absolutely. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Let's talk about some of the other hirings that the Cowboys made official. Uh, it seems like Joe Witt is going to be their secondary coach. Um, how big of a deal is that, Landon? Well, I mean, I think we'll, it remains to be seen. I mean, I think uh, obviously he was uh, uh, kind of a good uh, semi-hire between McCarthy and Quinn. Obviously, we both both have familiarity mm-hmm. with him. Um, I think that, you know, it's tough to gauge exactly what it means, you know, because he's 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 played in three. He's been coached in three different uh, co- uh, places the last three years. Uh, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing when you're talking about a position coach. Those you know coaches like that can rotate mm-hmm. in a lot. And he's kind of a guy who's, a, you know, younger coach. So he's advancing kind of quickly through his his career. Um, I think, you know. I think the ultimate goal here, and 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 I and I'm, I was very heartened by a uh, a Dan Quinn uh, interview with PFF. I think it was that I listened to, and, and and he talked about the importance of making sure that you're not giving away coverage pre-snap, and that's one of the things that mm-hmm. we talked about heavily. So that was kind of my big prerequisite for Joe Witt was, uh, you know, I understand the coverages that we're going to play. I, I, I think everybody around the league understands the coverages that we're going to play. I think the, the point of the matter, or the point, the issue at, at hand the last time uh, we were in this system was that we weren't making the quarterbacks work after the snap they were identifying coverages pre-snap we weren't disguising anything mm-hmm. um and 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 joe quinn i mean uh, and joe quinn and, and dan quinn was uh, you know actually identify that specifically uh you know pulling right. pe- rolling people up in coverage then backing off at the snap uh, that and that sort of thing of just making the quarterback continue to work post snap while he's in his drops while he's having to do with everything else and making his job a little bit more difficult so uh, if joe witt's part of that I, i'm excited Outside of that, it's it's really tough to get a gauge on what kind of coach he is at this point because he's had three very different stop different stops, and we we talked about it too. One thing that was really interesting is that the last three stops he's had, he's had very young groups, right? He's had mm-hmm. a, uh, a first round pick at at the last three spots, and then another player outside of that first round pick who was uh, either a second or third year player that was also the other starter. So he's dealt. And with most a, all those guys, they all developed well. Yeah, right. they did. And so that, that, that's the thing is that, you know, it's it's easy to kind of get caught up in numbers and box score scout coaches because ultimately that's all we've got other than looking at the film. But I think the other way to kind of judge that is, you know, look at the players that were on the field the year right. that he was the coach and how did they develop and, and what do they look like the next year after a, a, a whole year of coaching with this guy. So uh, and if you look, yeah, there's a lots of uh, premium picks pick, uh, spent at the spots that he's coaching, but they all ultimately uh, played better football at the end of the year than the beginning when they started. 
Yeah, I know a lot of his former players speak really highly of him, including Charles Woodson. Uh, Woodson talked about how he puts players in positions to make plays, mm-hmm. whether you know it's shifting guys from corner to safety, uh, putting guys that are you know at safety into the slot. Uh, I think that's going to be important. We'll see like what he does with a guy like Reggie Robinson, who has uh, some position flex and things like that. So I'm I'm excited, especially when you consider. The Dan Quinn, you know, kind of made his name as a defensive line guy, having somebody in the back end that can really design design the coverages and mix things up back there uh, has me excited. Now, the one thing we don't know yet, Landon, is George Edwards, because that is somebody who sounds like everybody in that locker room really respects, maybe the best teacher on that defensive side. But he is interviewing for that Chicago Bears defensive coordinator job. Uh, Maybe this is a chance for him to finally be able to call plays. How big of a loss would it be if Edwards isn't on the staff next year? Is Chicago going to be able to pass on having Mike Singletary as their defensive coordinator? Yes, I mean. <laughs> yes, because I don't know if you saw this, but there was a story that I saw came out yesterday. Oh, no. That Mike Singletary was a, a head coach at high school the last two years, and his teams were like 2-23. and 23. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I don't think he's a good coach, let me be clear. But no. uh, but, but, but <laughs> I, I, I think uh, you know, just the pageantry of it, and I just wonder if Chicago can't say. so bad, though. He's say, so oh, he's bad. terrible. I, I, I thought he was a bad coach his last stop. I mean, he's just – I think he's a good rah-rah leader of men. But I don't think he has any X's and O's prowess at all. None. It seems like so. Anyways, I, uh, I think I think the big thing here was that you know you you don't really know the effect that George Edwards had on the team last year. You know, he wasn't the linebackers coach. He was a, he was a defensive assistant. Um, you, you clearly hear a lot of good things from the from the players. They they, they seem to like him a lot, and and, and there's lots of talk about wanting to retain him mm-hmm. um and i also know that that um that that mccarthy is very close and really likes the the uh scott mcclure i think is or what the the current mm-hmm. linebackers coach a lot so it, it'll be interesting to see exactly uh how that all works out um uh, i you know i i wonder how much uh george George's history, it, it, you know, he didn't really call a ton of plays in Minnesota, you know, I mean, because not like he ever called plays. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and so I, I wonder how much that is, despite him being a very good teacher and a very good uh, experienced coach in the, in this league, I wonder how much that's hindering uh, his ability to kind of get some of these defensive mm-hmm. coordinator jobs. So it'll be interesting. Well, to that's see. why I think if the Chicago job is open to him and, you know, they offer it to him, I think he's going to take it. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly, yeah. If they offer it to him, I, I certainly think he he would take it. I mean, just because it's you don't get a lot of those jobs. And uh, again, I, I think the fact that he hasn't called a bunch of plays, uh, it's, the opportunity to get that experience would uh, you know, and then kind of mm-hmm. open things up for even more opportunities down the road. I just feel like if George Edwards comes back and they have Dan Quinn and they have Joe Witt Jr., I feel like those three are a pretty good trio of yeah. defensive minds back there, and I feel like they're going to be able to figure things out. Uh, one last hire that I wanted to talk about, Landon, uh, the Cowboys have a new defensive line coach. We just briefly mentioned it, I believe, on our Wednesday podcast. Uh, we did some research. Uh, tell us about the new defensive line coach. Well, I mean, the funny thing was is that when you mentioned his name, and 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 you're gonna have to tell me what his name is because I I've forgotten it already, and I think that was part of the <laughs> issue. Uh, you know, I had heard it before because uh, uh, you know I was uh, I've been going to training camp for uh, several years, and and 
um, you know, one of the people that uh, I would encounter quite often, and I'm sure people that have listened to this podcast or or, or around Cowboys football know who Dan Turner is. Uh, Dan Turner is a, as, uh, mm-hmm. uh, an English fan of the Cowboys who uh, kind of made famous on some of the Cowboys podcasts. Uh, eight, eight and dirty. I eight and dirty. Name. Okay, so. Uh, Dan was, you know, also from uh, from Brit, uh, from Britain, and and he came over for a couple different training camps, uh, and you know we would all, always talk football. He's a fantastic Cowboys fan and a great mm-hmm. follow at DTS Turner. If you guys get a chance, uh, but but one of the things that he was really uh, big on promoting was this uh, uh, guy, and some of you may remember uh, F. A. Obata, who played, uh, who was found by the Cowboys. It was a, a, a British national who was found by this coach, and who uh, at the time was a Cowboys intern, if I'm not mistaken, a coaching intern. I think he was mm-hmm. actually a 2014. Def- I think he was actually uh, technically a defensive line coach for the London Monarchs. If that was London Warriors, the London Warriors. Warriors. Okay, sorry, I'm getting my getting my uh, yeah my, my mascots mixed up. Um, but yeah, I, and then he ended up going somewhere else. I can't. I, I don't. I can't actually don't know where. But but it's funny because I I. I don't. I didn't meet him, but I, I definitely encountered him. Uh, you know, some, several different times at training camp, and so like when they brought it up, it, it sounded familiar. And I just think it's good. I mean, that's that's a really good sign. I mean, FA Obata mm-hmm. was clearly a, a, an incredible fi- find, and if, for, if Cowboys fans don't know. Uh, he's been playing he's been for good. Carolina. He's been pretty decent for them, uh, and, and for a guy that you know hadn't played football at until he was twenty uh, something, right? Like. Mm-hmm ended up being quite a player and, and so I, I think that shows uh, uh, a good coaching to be able to get a guy like that to that level uh, and then I, I also think that could uh, show a, a good kind of an interesting new uh, uh, type of coach for a defensive line that you know has, has seen enough maybe of the uh, of the hard the hard butt you know angry <laughs> maybe maybe this is a different type of coach that uh, could teach uh, some of these old dogs new tricks I think he's the perfect coach to pair with Dan Quinn, right? Because you get somebody with Quinn who has all this experience, uh, but Dirty, who is somebody who has worked with some really young players and helped them develop. So uh, obviously we don't know a ton, but I think there's the, the things we do know are pretty exciting. So this yeah. is certainly something uh, we're going to have to learn more about over the offseason, over the next couple of months, and see how, how it plays out during the 2021 season. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. You guys know how much of that we love Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic, and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Right now, Lynn and I are really enjoying the coconut almond. Uh, the toffee almond is maybe one of my favorites. Uh, so go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your first box. Again, that is BuiltBar.com. I also wanted to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. There's only one place that we trust with our bets, and that is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action and don't forget to use a promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts 
Uh, all right, Landon, we have just a few more minutes left. And I've got some rapid fire stuff for you. So we're only going to take a minute or two for this. And actually, I'm going to surprise you a little bit. Oh, boy. Uh, every week, I like to look at the consensus mock draft picks mm. to see what, you know, what people are mocking who to the Cowboys. And I like to track this as, you know, the offseason goes along. Because, you know, at this time last year, it was Caleb on chase on quite a bit with some linebackers. And then ultimately we got to the draft and it was CeeDee Lamb. Yep. Uh, this time, uh, you know, with I've seen five different mock drafts right before we came on. I checked all five had the Cowboys taking Caleb Farley, the cornerback from Virginia Tech. How would you feel about that selection as of today, uh, January 22nd? Uh, you know, it's I, I would feel very mixed. I, you know, I, I think I like him as a player. Obviously, I, oh, I you're think, down on Farley then. You hate I, I, him. No, Man. no, yeah. <laughs> you know, that, of course, it always boils down to that, right? I, you know, I I think I think he's an incredible talent. I think he's going if if he can stay healthy and on the field and. Uh, and develop, he's going to be a a Mm. fantastic corner. He's got the incredible athleticism, very young at the position, but already has very kind of developed instincts despite – you know, having played mostly wide receiver, I think, if I remember correctly, in high school and mm-hmm. in, in early part of college. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if he can stay on the field and continue to grow, he is going to be uh, lights out. He's definitely got the highest ceiling, without a doubt, of all the cornerbacks in this uh, in this system. He's big, he's long, he's fast, mm-hmm. he's athletic. He plays the ball. He's well. like he's just like a, a more athletic version of Trevon Diggs. Yep, absolutely. And and I, I, and the issue is. He hasn't. He didn't play a lick of football this year. Nope. He finished the the end of last year with with uh, back spasms that he his coaches said that he had been having throughout the season. Um, I don't. Uh, I, Cowboy fan, Cowboy fans just hearing about back problems. It just immediately wants to you know take him off their board. I mean, you know what? I, I I don't blame him. That's and that's my fear is that you know look. I, I I don't mind messing around with that, like for a talented guy in the third round. But we're talking about the tenth overall pick, mm-hmm. you know. And so I have concerns. I mean, you don't get to see him in a Senior Bowl. You don't get to see him in the Combine at this point now. Like that's the that thing about. The, I, I think that that's the thing about the Combine now is that for the guys who are the riskiest picks of the of the of the players who opted out right and, and the only players who opted out were are i mean that, that or at least that we're talking about are elite players right like yeah, the top, gregory rousseau the michael parsons yeah yeah so so of the guys who opted out and now there's no uh combine yeah you, you have to think outside of maybe rousseau right that caleb farley is the guy that, that it's going to take the biggest hit here right because there's just so much unknown and without the medicals like without you know i want to see what's going on with this with this back i'm sure that they're going to find out some kind of replaceable you know medical check mm-hmm. that that's going to be worth you know their time but man, that like that's a lot of risk for the tenth overall pick, even at a position of need, uh, even for a player who could be a superstar. And and to me, if you're offering the opportunity of of choosing between Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertan at ten, this, I, I agree because this is the this is a tough one for me because Farley has the traits and the film is really good as well. Absolutely, but Sertan is just rock solid but you do worry about some of the twitchiness like can you have him and trevon diggs on the field at the same time like i i I don't know i i think honestly 
I think I probably would gamble on Farley just because the ceiling is so high. And, I mean, assuming the medicals are good enough, but it's it's going to be difficult. Like this is going to be really a really interesting battle between Sertan and Farley this entire off season. I'm just going to repeat back to you what everybody kept telling me when uh, when I kept telling them Tyron Smith was going to continue to be fine. Nobody, n- nobody has used to have a bad. Nobody back. used to have a bad back. That's true. Nobody used you know? to have a bad back. And and, and, and look, I'm not a, a uh, uh, and I don't even know the term honestly. I'm not. I'm not a chiropractor. Certainly, I'm not a uh, a sports uh, a body position specialist. Uh, but there's something about his stance that that like you know. And I brought this up to John Owning, and I brought this up to you before too. There's something about his stance. He's tall. He's six two ish. There's something about his stance and the way he kind of hunches over in, in when he gets into his position that, to me, I, I think is causing the issue. Yeah. So, so he kind of looks like my 90 year old grandmother trying to walk. So yeah. It's... <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. Like I don't know if that's part of it, but like I, I, I worry that there's something fundamental there in the way he's playing that's that is aggravating his back, and that uh, you know it, that this will be a continuing issue for him uh, in his pro. <sighs> I got to admit, it it is a little bit nerve-wracking, and I'm hoping over the next couple months, once we have a pro day or something, we get some people talking that we're able to find out what's going on with Caleb Farley's medicals. Uh, Last thing, uh, we've got two really good games this weekend. Uh, Just... Who do you who are you expecting to win these ones and why? I know you're a, a closet Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan from all your time in Tampa. Uh, are you picking the Bucks and Tom Brady to win? Uh, I would easily easily pick the. I mean I mean listen, given the choice, I would easily choose Tampa Bay to go over uh, Green Bay. But I, I mean I can't root for Tom Brady. I can't root. But for, you can root for Aaron Rodgers. What, no, what kind no, of Cowboys fan are you? What, 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 look, I got I got the same pushback from somebody on Twitter. I don't. I can watch the game and not root for anybody. That's you know, true. I can, I can hope that both of these teams uh, are are decimated and can't can't manage to finish the game. I don't want to. I don't want anybody to get hurt. But uh, you know, I, I don't. That's have why to you root. bet on the game using betonline.ag, yeah, exactly. your number well, one sports book for for bets. <laughs> well done, well done. And if you're picking them, uh, I would obviously I pick Green Bay. I, I, don't, I don't. Yeah, so would I. I don't what have any trust in Tampa Bay. I, I mean, yeah, I mean I, Kansas City. I don't. I don't. Yeah. The Chiefs are the best I, I, team in football. I, I, I would love to see. All, Buff- I think. Yeah, I, I would love to see like Buffalo and Green Bay. That would be a lot of fun. But I think it's going to be. Uh, kind of chalk here. I think it's going to be Kansas City yep. and Green Bay, and we're going to have to watch about fifty. Was it State Farm commercials with Mahomes and Rodgers over the next? Oh, two and, weeks. and and all the retrospectives about oh, just like the first Super Bowl, and the, you know, like and, and so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be uh, just terrible. It's be a and, then, and, and then Kansas City is going to just you know wax the floor with Green let's. Day. Let's let's hope so, because that would be a lot of fun. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, make sure you tune back in all next week for Senior Bowl coverage. Uh, we'll be breaking that down day by day. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your weekend, and we will see you next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.